You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey guys, welcome to the Cannabis Hangout. Today is an industry leader series that we're doing with Gina. Gina started dope networking events in Oklahoma for Woman and Weed. She supports the community in so many ways and she hustles really hard to make it happen. And we just have so much love for Gina. So Gina, welcome to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're so excited to have you, Gina. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, totally. So if you just kind of want to start with the basics and tell us where your journey with cannabis began. So my cannabis, my my cannabis, sorry, I am about to pull over. So what happened is because I am, you know, kind of busy. I, my meeting went over and I couldn't talk where I was. So now I'm in the car and it's like 80 degrees and sunny. And so I was not expecting that. So it's like. (laughs) So beautiful. I'm trying to find some shade to park under so you don't hear a bunch of like background noise because it's beautiful and with the wind blowing a little bit. So I am totally pulled over here. Um, and I appreciate you guys accommodating me for. <clears throat> so my cannabis journey began um, when I got. Well, what happened is I got sick. I have, mm-hmm. uh, I have PTSD and I was misdiagnosed in 2016, and then I was diagnosed um, properly in 2018. And I didn't. I tried cannabis; it didn't work. And you know, I was on other pharmaceuticals. And so my journey began when I, you know, had started to take an all-natural approach to my mental health, my physical health, and all of that. And um, cannabis was. Um, <clears throat> I did some research, and I found that cannabis helps with PTSD so then I started learning you know how and why and I you know traveled to Colorado to you know try to find what I needed which was definitely not easy and and that's kind of how it began and here we are in Oklahoma and it's legalized and I'm still struggling to find stuff you know there are certain strains and I need to see the test results Mm -hmm. and I need to see Mm -hmm. it you know and so it's it's still a struggle for for patients because you know there's not a lot of research behind it and it's not readily available and you know kind of how the, the journey started and it's we're still in it I'm still in it and so are so many other people right right um so Gina with women and weed what um what would you say like influence you to start this like huge networking community and bringing people together well I've always really enjoyed bringing people together um hosting events um, doing, you know, different parties at my house and different events with different different girls. And mm-hmm. so I had traveled in 2006 to Women Grow. Mm-hmm. And um, in Colorado? Such, in Colorado, okay. yes. And it was such an amazing experience um, being around, you know, so many women. And, you know, um, Women Grow is, you know, women in the industry. And, um, sorry, I'm, I am parked in the neighborhood. And, Hi, honey. 
and um, have a dog. I have a dog coming up to the window. <laughs> Can't pass that up. <laughs> yes. So, um, so I went to Women Grow with with a friends of good friends of mine. It was just such a really positive experience being around women who all you know had the same community idea. You know, we want you know um, to be physically healthy, mentally mm-hmm. healthy and financially healthy, mm-hmm. you know, and those are the things that we want and we want in the community. And so I really loved, you know, what they were doing for women in the industry and, you know, women in weed, I, you know, wanted to, you know, do something similar, but I wanted it to be a little bit different where we had, you know, women could bring kids and it was free to attend for, you know, the community mm-hmm. um, because women don't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, to spend on going to events and stuff i mean women are you know struggling to you know raise kids and put food on the table in right. some instances you know so we wanted you know everyone to have you know access to the event and i just kind of you know i feel i feel basically like a like it was a calling you know yeah. it's definitely bigger mm-hmm. than me it's it's and it's just so great to see so many women coming together and just networking and getting to know each other and building relationships and building a better community. Yeah. And just so like our listeners know, the Women in Weed events, they're at no charge mm-hmm. due to sponsors who are able um, to help out. Right, Gina? Yes. So um, we are not a nonprofit. Um, we are a for-profit business, which, um, you know, a lot of people get confused. You know, there are so many wonderful nonprofits and we feel like those need to be supported. Mm-hmm. Um and so we um, make money from um, from sponsorships. You mm-hmm. know, we have it to where you know uh, people that we feel in the community are a good asset to our community can come in and sponsor our events and network with women in the community. You know, so that it's kind of a win-win situation. Yeah, it totally um, is. You know? And you know, we we bring in speakers. You know, we want, you know, women want to want to hear from other women. We want to destigmatize, you know, so just bringing in different uh, women to speak and to and get inspired by. Yeah. You know, we all have a, a story and a journey, and it's nice to, you know, even share at a smaller level when you're at the event and you meet a friend or you meet mm-hmm. someone and, you know, now you guys are, you know, in a started a Facebook group together, you yeah. know, it's really cool. It's, it's so you cool know. to see like, that's, you know, just the events in general, like everyone is coming together because we're all bonding or connecting over a plant, you know, whether none of us really know each other, mm-hmm. everyone, there's all different people who come and it's just, it's cool that like we create community and support over that. Absolutely. You girls play a really big part in that. Um, for photographing the events and capturing memories so that, you know, when we when we can look back at, you know, the history that we created and see like, hey, look, here we were at this time during this movement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause it, it's, not, it's doing nothing but growing. I know. They're so exciting. It's so, and even just going back through pictures, it's always so cool to see people like from the beginning. I mean, I think we started at like the second event and or my second or third and um or that's the one that we'd first gone to Mm -hmm. and um just people that weren't really like 
friends then and then you see them in pictures kind of slowly along the way and they've become like good friends and even when Brandon and I go it's always so nice to see familiar faces and people that you know we've seen at the event since the beginning and now we're starting to build those yeah Yeah. now we're starting to build those relationships it's such a beautiful way to get to know your community especially our cannabis community because I feel like it runs so deep in Oklahoma it does. And just relationships and community runs really deep. You know, we've gotten away from being communal. You know, everyone is mm-hmm. in and their homes and their box and our in their life and it's and it's convenient and it's comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. but we need to reach out and we need these, you know, physical relationships and we need to have time and, and meet friends and, you yes. know, be part of a community because that's what we're we're meant to do yeah. as humans. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very communal creatures. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Totally. So Gina, with your events, um, I know that with all good things, there's always barriers. So with your events, what's been like the most challenging thing, I guess, with getting people to come with a perception of cannabis? Because sometimes people view it as like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, I mean, still as like not a good thing. So have you found any sort of barriers to get people to come to your events based on that perception? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I have. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fr- I have a lot of friends in the community and, you know, I know, you know, women that are, you know, influential and they use cannabis and they don't want to talk about it. They mm-hmm. don't want to, you know, be involved. It's like, oh, that's cool. But, you know, but then when we're friends, you know, and it's, you know, everyone's smoking is different, you know, but then mm-hmm. when it's outside of that, it's like, you know, well, because people look at you differently. They do. I mean, people look at me differently. I never in a million years thought I would be a poster child for cannabis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I totally. Wanted, you know? but, but here I am, you know, just like, hey, like this, this helps me. Like it, it saved my life. It saved my life, like because of it. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And it does that for so many other people. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I feel like there's such a, like, of course, we always talk about the stigmas, but what the most frustrating thing is, is people close to you, which I know, of course, people can't, some people, because of job reasons, they can't come out and say it. But for the people who don't have any, like, those kind of obligations, and they still, you know, act like, oh, I don't want society to look at me a certain way, is so whack, I feel like, because if you're doing it with your friends, like, you should be open and supportive about it for your friends, you know? But then it leaks back to work, you know? Like you said, mm-hmm. it does affect your job. It does affect stuff. Like, it affects stuff really hard. They're saying, um, there's a, a girl who you guys are going to absolutely love. Her name is uh, Dope Danica, and she's um, out of Lawton. And her and I um, had a phone chat yesterday, and she lost her job for having her med card. And she was in, the, you know, a very influential accounting at account at this place and just wow. wasn't she lost she lost her job and like put the company in a really huge bind mm-hmm. wow higher up executives you know so out of touch it's like oh my gosh that was wrong like you can't have that and it's it's unfortunate that's yeah. so crazy to me that's that's really unfortunate that that happens wow hmm so, um, Gina, you said that you um, you use cannabis to help with PTSD. What what would you say like your daily cannabis routine looks like from like the moment you wake up until you go to bed? Like, kind of give us like the rundown on the way you use it and like what you do. Um. So I use cannabis daily, and um, I struggle because, and I've gotten better because I. I 
just don't want to have to do it, you know? I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't want to have to. It's just like, you know, I don't want to have to take this. I don't even want to really be sick, you know? And sometimes I forget, you know? And then it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I try to medicate early, you know? And I say early, like, about 10. And I wake up about 7, mm-hmm. you know? So I wake up and I have some tea and, um, you know, start working um, and then, you know, kind of start getting ready for the day. And, you know, then I'm like, oh, crap, I haven't smoked. Like, uh, you know, I, I need to because if, if I don't, mm-hmm. um, my mind gets the best of me and I start getting drug around and I'm not productive. And sometimes I can, you know, um, you know, get to where it's like, OK, OK, like you have to, to smoke. And sometimes like if I don't smoke and I just totally you know, don't think about it. I mean, I can end up in a really, you know, bad place not having access to cannabis that leads to, mm-hmm. you know, being suicidal. And it's real, you know, it's really, you know, something that people battle with. And yeah. without it, you know, without having cannabis, you know, and taking it, you know, and that's extreme because I've gotten on a regimen to where, like, I'm very rarely, you know, in that place because I do use cannabis so much, mm-hmm. but you know, just the, the not having, you know, access to it and not, you know, doing it. I ingest, um, edibles. I deal, um, you know, sometimes 25 milligrams a day, sometimes 50, wow, okay. um, to get at a therapeutic dose, um, mm-hmm. you know, according to, to science, um, and Dr. Uh, Regina Nelson, you need, um, you want to get at, um, 2.5, times your body weight mm-hmm. to, uh, 2.5 milligrams towards and so um and i and i don't um do that and i've also um because i don't have the i can't find um edibles that have the the cannabis strains that i want i use a distillate okay um, because um i don't want the terpene interference because i don't know what terpenes are in that and i'm very sensitive to terpenes having a mental health you know issue yeah. and so i use uh I smoke cannabis that has um, high limonene. Okay, yeah. Um, terpene in it, where mm-hmm. that's very dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what helps me. I also use um, orange essential oils. Okay. Um, that really helps, too. Um, the terpenes in the um, essential oils, are that, that limonene and the orange um, really works. It helps, you know, kind of just be vibrant and alive and energetic and, you know, all the things that... Yeah, you know, I would want for my day. Totally. Yeah. So, what strains do you find um, that help with you know with your cannabis experience? Um, so currently, I am smoking um, mango sapphire, and it is um, it's got a really high limonene terpene in it, mm-hmm. and it's um, the THC. I think is about seventeen percent. Um, I typically like to do something with a higher CBD, um, and I haven't been able to find a, um, CBD with a limonene terpene. Um, so then I take, um, you know, CBD oil, Mm -hmm. you know, also, um, definitely, um, you know, slacking on, you know, on taking it and ordering it and figuring it out because. You know, there's a lot of different brands mm-hmm. out there. It's all trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I really like um, boho oils and I like um, taro. Um, and both of those ladies have 
you know, uh, sponsored events and they're women-owned businesses, but I really like those, you know, because they're, you know, the way that they are, you know, they have the lab testing for it. And I'm mm-hmm. excited. To, oh, Mary Medicinals um, also. Love uh, Mary Medicinals. Which, they're so good. Yeah. So, I mean, I would get that in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, you know, going up there. So definitely love them. So those are some great, you know, brands, you know, that I know, but it's still, you know, I mean, those are, there's three. Yeah. All of the mm-hmm. You got to be really careful. Yeah. On different CBDs. Totally. So that testing, kind of leads testing, me. Testing. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying testing. Like yeah. Testing is so important. You know, there's a lot of, you know, pushback for that, but that's what's going to tell us what's, what's in the, what's in the cannabis, what's in the medicine and, you know, if it's safe and also, you know, what's in it medicinally. So, you know, always look at the test results, um, you know, not just the, the cannabinoid and terpene, but look mm-hmm. at those um, pesticides, tests. Like, look at look at those things, those mycotoxins. Like, you want to see, you know, what's going on because, you know, I've been around. You know, it's not happening so much, but where people aren't getting the rest of the results, and you know that they've got stuff on them, and you know, very harmful. Oh, definitely. I can't tell you the amount of times I've opened up moldy weed. It's And this is in Oklahoma in the last couple months, so it's crazy. I guess that leads me to my next question, which is, what do you find as a patient the biggest frustrations in um, our market that you would like to see changed? Uh, man, uh, regulations on safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for the patients. You know, there's a lot of just people like hey i can make this and you know they they make it and it's not you know necessarily in in sterile environments you know it's not Mm -hmm. made in you know places where you know sensitive things and those things are um you know nasal sprays and suppositories you know that stuff's very Mm -hmm. very scary in both of those um you know, and then, so I'd like to see stuff like that change. I would like to see, like, and I know the change is coming, um, so, but, you know, just the changing of having access to, you know, cannabis with CBD, you know, and also, you know, grown to help with, you know, certain ailments, you know, they have certain terpenes, so if someone has, you know, an ailment, you know, such as Parkinson's, it's like, hey, this this will help you, you know, and follow yeah. that, follow that string, you know, mm-hmm. if it's, you know, from the grower to, you know, the flower to, you know, getting it, you know, into some sort of, you know, oil, whether it's, a, you know, a cannabis oil, an RSO, you know, getting it to somewhere where you can ingest it, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and eat it and it can get into your, into your system, you know, mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, just always having like little sweet gummies and, you know, stuff yeah. like that, like having, you know, just actual medicine. I would love to have a distillate, um, a distillate pill that was um, 10 milligrams. Uh, I've yeah. been looking for that so where I could just take that because right now I'm taking distillate and, um, you know, I have to eat a gummy, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't feel like eating this gummy, but yeah. let me just eat it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good, but after a while, and if you're not in the mood and you just are over it. Yeah. Yeah. So it has, you know, the um, artificial flavoring, you know, mm-hmm. and the dyes in it, you know, and they all have something and it's like, you know, just, it can't I, just be clean. Like you can't just 
eat yeah. clean, eat your medicine yeah. without mm-hmm. being like so without. pure. I honestly, Gina, I really have to agree with that. I feel like um, consistency and quality has been like the biggest challenge. Um, and just finding people who are knowledgeable because oftentimes like I'll talk to growers and or, you know, like they'll come in to try and sell us flour. And I'm just like, I'll ask these questions like, what patient is this good for? Like what what situation would these be good in? And oftentimes they don't have answers. And I'm like, well, I don't want your stuff if you can't even answer basic questions for me. I haven't even gotten into the testing and the terpene profiles, but you can't even answer the basic question of what type of patient would this be good for? So I definitely understand your frustrations there because it's just people just... I feel like people here are very excited and we're all very excited about cannabis too, but I just don't think they realize like the, like how much they need to tailor their medicine to really like help patients and they need to be knowledgeable and be able to educate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are going out and they're making, you know, it about, you know, marketing and, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's fine but like i mean because you got to market your product you got to have a good product like don't come out and sell us on stuff that's you know not a hundred percent you know give it a give us a hundred percent you know not just some here and you get some qualities here like we want it all yeah a good market yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Gina, what else besides woman and weed um like are you do you have your hands in right now you know right now I barely have time to grocery shop because the women in weed is just growing so fast. It's um, it turned into, um, you know, just a community of, of, of events. Uh, we're getting ready to, um, to go to Kansas City. I'm so excited wow. about that. We hadn't made the, the announcement yet, but we are going to launch in, um, on 420. So we will have the women in weed um, 419, um, 420 Eve event which will be here in Tulsa. So we'll have that. And then I'm immediately going to Kansas City. And then the 25th on 425, we'll have the first Women in Week Kansas City. Wow, Gina, Uh, congratulations. That's so amazing. Thank you. And I teamed up with um, Leo Events, uh, Destiny Simmons. And she is uh, one of the sponsors with uh, Leo Accounting. She does um, um, cloud-based um, accounting wow. and she's come down and um, her and her girls um, sponsored um, you know one of the events that they're so cool they came down they went to the Oklahoma Women's Can Association event mm-hmm. and then uh, which was fr- which I think was Friday and then stayed um, the night in Tulsa and came to Women in Weed um, her and um, all the girls that work for and it was just it was really cool um, getting to meet them and just seeing you know how big it is because it's not just Tulsa Oklahoma City like this is nationwide this 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 need this need for women getting together and you know talking about cannabis that's that's so amazing and it's really cool to see you branch out of Oklahoma like I feel like we just these events have like just started and now they've blossomed so fast that's such a beautiful movement yeah it's such a beautiful thing Gina we're so proud of you thank you so much I couldn't do it without you know wonderful support you know including both of you i mean just the support that you give um you know and being flexible yes we're so happy to do it yeah it's definitely you know a challenge but it's it's really cool and it's exciting to meet other women doing stuff you know there was the oklahoma cannabis expo was um it was rescheduled to august but you know being a part of that and being you know with amy who is from oklahoma Mm -hmm. and 
she does events in Colorado and they've had to move there because of her son. Her son happened to be the one who was in the, uh, the Super Bowl commercial that oh, wow. was aired. And I'm to know that we have women like that, you know, here in Oklahoma to support. Yeah. So, you know, we definitely that she would be someone who would love to connect with you guys and, and be on your podcast. And she's someone that, you know, definitely, you know, I'm happy to be, you know, associated with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gina, is there? Well, you guys are, sorry. No, you're, <laughs> no, you're totally fine. What you're doing is awesome. Well, like, I, I love what you guys are doing. I love you girls are having, you know, you have a podcast, you're on social media, you are posting, you're asking questions, you're creating cool content, you know, and not, you know, normalizing it. And, you know, I mean, thanks. Like, we love you girls for you know what you're doing for our cannabis community and i know that a lot of you know a lot of women that that, you know would love to you know connect with what you girls are are doing too and i know you girls the same i mean that's that's all it is is just you know connecting and getting to know each other yes Yes, thank you for the kind words makes my heart happy i know we really appreciate you gina and honestly we just want to say thank you so much for all the light that you shed on our community everything you do all the hard work you put in just all the good things that you've done because we see so many people at each event just beautifully affected by your events and just all the goodness that you do and even just having a place where cannabis is normal normalized where in other parts of their life it may not be i mean the amount of people i've seen cry happy tears at your events is so amazing so i mean even just on that front we can't thank you enough for taking the time to pour into our community and just educate and love i appreciate that so much it feels like what i'm supposed to be doing right here right now so just you know and that's such a good and that's such a good feeling you know and i'm sure you guys can relate to that you know i mean it's like you know what what we're doing is you know helping so many people Right, right. Um, We love that. Well, I think this is wrapping up our episode, Gina. I'm so happy that you took time out of your day and thankful that you got to come on our podcast and speak with us. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. This is the first podcast that I've been on. That's exciting. (laughs) Big balling. It is exciting. I don't have a lot. I don't. uh, I'm not much for, you know, speaking you know socially and on podcasts and even in front of crowds but you know i i feel like you know hey you know yeah over the phone's easier sometimes yeah yeah Yeah, it is definitely over definitely you know well and to all of our listeners if this um so women in weed happens twice a month once in oklahoma city and once in tulsa and if this is something that you guys want to get involved in whether you're you want to be an attendee or if you would like to be a sponsor please reach out to gina volunteer too yes volunteers too all are welcome um please reach out to gina because she would love all the help and we can just expand our community even more Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, Gina. Well, we will talk to you soon, okay? Sounds good. Talk to you girls soon. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye, Gina. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Cannabis Hangout. And stay tuned till next week. And remember, always stay medicated.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.